Welcome to the ABLE Podcast, where we open our throat chakras and discuss the cycles of life, transformative experiences, and cover the depths of individual spiritual journeys. I am your host, Courtney, the creator of ABLE Alchemy, where dreams and reality align. I am an intuitive brand designer and sound healer with a passion for bringing people together in community. Thank you for pressing play. Hello, and welcome back to the ABLE podcast. I'm so excited because we have one of my dear friends on today, Jill Olenski. She's a mother of two. She is the co-founder of Shop Alaman and Glen Ellen and Align Life Method. She is coming on to give us a background on her story with a theme around finding the beauty in your brokenness. Jill, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I feel like this has been in the works for... Like a long time, a long and time. I can't believe we're finally doing it, but I'm really excited to share with everyone today my story. Yes, thank you so much for being here, and we're in person, which yes, is kind which of fun. Is fun. <laughs> it's a little different, it's fun. Feel each other's energy. Yes. We pulled a card, and we're in a portal, and we're excited that you're with us. <laughs> yes. Always in a portal when we're together. <laughs> Always. So uh, Jill, go ahead and kind of kick it off wherever you'd like to. Okay. Okay. So... Every healing journey has like a catalyst and that could be whether you lose a loved one or have a huge breakup in your life, you move across the country, have like some sort of big change, Mm -hmm. new phase of life. And for me, mine was really like becoming a mom, but then so many other layered things that I'll go into. Um, And not only did I become a mom at the same time as... We sold our house in Los Angeles at the time. We were living in LA. 
Then we moved to the mountains to our house in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. I left my career and then we moved across the country back to our hometown in Glen Ellen. Um, and we renovated a 1904 Victorian top to bottom all within the first five months of having my son. Which is crazy. It was crazy. That's like crucial months of postpartum. Crucial months of postpartum, but also just like how in the world was I doing this all at once? Yeah. Pro- and you weren't processing anything. No, I wasn't. <laughs> like I was not. I look at some of the choices we made in our house and I was like, okay, we need a new life today. <laughs> it's like time to change it up. Um, but I guess I'm no stranger to like taking a lot on. I like had been running a $400 million business for Disney mm-hmm. doing toys and I just like always jumbled a lot of different things. And so for me, it was like, okay, I guess we're just yeah, diving in head first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no one, nothing prepares you for motherhood in general and like parenthood. And I feel like that change is just so big. Yeah. And life altering really yeah and like yeah it really changes your perspective on everything it does that's kind of when my whole perspective changed on life too so much yeah um and like I always wanted to be the stay-at-home mom so like I mean I wanted to have a big career but like I was mm-hmm. kind of jealous of like stay-at-home moms and I was like mm-hmm. oh like this sounds great like we're gonna move across the country yeah take a career pause at the time that's just what it was it was like not like totally officially closing this door, but yeah, you know, we're moving and just all of these other big things. Um, so stay at home mom life though, after a while was like, okay, I need yeah. something more. Mm-hmm. And I'm an Enneagram three, which mm-hmm. I'm the achiever. Yeah. Like my biggest fear is feeling worthless mm-hmm. in what I do. And like, I needed to figure out like, what was missing for me like I had this darling baby but then my husband was traveling and gone four days a week and I was like what's what is what is next for me yeah you kind of lose yourself in motherhood too you do yeah you definitely do um and like around fall that same year a lifelong friend's wife and I began something together and it was so great Mm -hmm. in the beginning until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I've like always had this like entrepreneurial spirit ever since I was like a little girl. I had my first business card at 10, featured in the Glen Ellen newspaper at 12 for like making bean babies accessories. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this. Um, and it makes so much sense. Cover. <laughs> yeah. Of the newspaper. Youngest person at the flea market. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, just like at the end of the day, the business partnership wasn't working at that for, time for yeah. either of us yeah um and that left me in such a depressed state because not only was this like a business that I really loved at the time but it was a friendship that I had for so long mm-hmm. that was literally like disintegrating and that was so depressing yeah um and hard so it's like I felt like I found something put all this time and energy into it and like completely lost it all within a couple months. That's and, wild. Yeah, it was not not a fun couple months to say the least. Um, but I share this piece and this like failure that felt so icky in the moment because it was such a necessary lesson in hindsight for like how I handle my business partnership that I have today yeah. with Emily. Like I have done so many things differently and if I hadn't had that failure, I wouldn't be the business partner that I am today with her mm-hmm. that's so like everything such a silver lining. it is such a silver lining and thankfully that friendship that was sort of broken for a period of time is now healed and like better oh, that's good. so thankful for that because yeah. at the end of the day like business is business but mm-hmm. like your friends your relationships like yeah. those matter the most that's even harder than a business breaking it down is. I feel like losing a friend yeah yeah for sure and it was like I lost almost my my guy friend and his wife. Mm-hmm. It was like two friends. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. So, um, so as this like business and friendship situation was playing out, I simultaneously in the background of my life was finally getting through to my biological father's side of the family. Mm-hmm. So I'll give a, like a quick backstory here. Yeah. 
my biological father was like never in my life. And when I was 16, I decided that I wanted to meet him. One of my aunts came into town from Australia and poked the bear. She was like, Jill, do you ever want to like meet your dad? Like, are you like curious about that? Yeah. And my mom was like furious. Was her sister? Yeah. And she just like, why? Why would you say that? Yeah. She's perfectly fine. Yeah. And I have an amazing stepdad and Mm -hmm. I adore him and love him. And I've known him since I was in second grade. But it's not your dad. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a person that's living in this world that is half of you. And it's like, what is the disconnect here? Like, why don't we talk? Like, mm-hmm. you're a normal human. I am. Like, you just live in Florida. Yeah. And I just live in Illinois. Like, this can't be that hard. Yeah. Um, but it took two years for my mom and him to settle on an agreement for us to meet. Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't until I was 18 okay. we actually met. And in that like time, like him and I had communicated back and forth over emails and stuff. Um, but I was such a like a shy kid at, when I was growing up that like all of it just like made me feel really uncomfortable and awkward, really nervous. I was like yeah. so nervous to meet this person and I had to meet him alone. So, really? Yeah. So it was part of the agreement. I couldn't, um, my mom couldn't come mm-hmm. and I had to meet him alone and I was 18. So oh my God. I'm an adult. Yeah. But still very oh, young. <laughs> so I was terrified. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Like the nervousness that I had coming into this today was like 20 fold. Like holy shit. Like, this I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, especially because there's got to be such a strong energetic tie between the two of you, even though you never knew this person. Yes. And then to be thrown in a situation like that where you have two years of anticipation mm-hmm. leading up to it, I cannot imagine. Yeah. And he even like wrote in a letter to my mom how like after he met, like hugged me, he like could feel that I was a part of him. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, But our whole meeting was like an awkward first date. Was like, it really? The most awkward first date. With this person who is literally half of you. Yeah. And you've never met them. Mm-hmm. And like preparing for it. Like I did this whole photo album. We met at my high school. Oh. So we met at Glenbard West. Okay. Um, and I like remember taking him to the top of the hill to like this bench that like was, I don't know, commemorated in honor of like one of my good friends from high school. And it was uh, like walking this stranger. Yeah. Through your life. Yeah. In, you know, a matter of hours. Yeah. Um, and then we, I remember we went to lunch and I took him to like my favorite restaurant at the time, mm-hmm. CPK. Oh, <laughs> Stop. I love it. I know. Um, <laughs> and I was like, why would I take him to my favorite restaurant? Like, this is going to ruin it for me. Like, what, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> Did it ruin it for you? Yeah. I never went back. <laughs> no. Yes. Um, and in that like, r- like lunch exchange, uh, he revealed to me that like his son, who he had with his now wife, um, mm-hmm. and was his wife until you know he died, uh, didn't know I existed. <gasps> no way. Yeah, and he was like two years younger than me, um, and I—that was all I heard. Was well, like, yeah. He doesn't know you exist, um, but now that I've met you, and basically I see how great you are I think you're worthy of like him knowing about you oh that's alarming and I just I was just like I don't even know how to process this yeah and I just completely like went like mute I feel like Mm -hmm. I can still picture myself sitting in that seat and just being like oh my god like really yeah what am I doing here like I have to go yeah I mean Um, what an awful yeah. Awful thing to hear. Yeah. So I, um, like we were supposed to continue to like do something throughout that weekend, but like I made up some excuse. I was like, I have to go to the city for this like random project. And I just tried to get out of it. I mm-hmm. like ran as far away from the situation as I could. It was yeah. like my like inner child was like, get me 
fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I need to like hide. Yeah. I need to hide. I don't want anything to do with you. You scare me. And I'm just terrified. I yeah. was like a terrified little girl at 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, I was not mature enough for this whole situation. Yeah. Um. Well, and you were kind of put in a corner by yourself. Yeah. With someone who you didn't know. For sure. Which makes it really difficult. Yeah. And like my mom even said like, you know, that's not fair that you have to go meet him by yourself. But like I was so stubborn that I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm so mature. Like not a big deal. Yeah. No. Because I'm like cowering in the corner like, oh God, like get me out of here. Oh my gosh. Um, I remember getting to my, one of my best friend's houses and I was like, just like elated to be in the presence of somebody who like truly loved me and knew me. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like so much more like at ease. I was like, that yeah. was, it was a nightmare. Yeah. To me. Like, it was just awful. Um, and afterwards, like, he obviously tried to get in touch with me, and I was just ignoring. I literally put it in a box, and mm-hmm. I was like, see you later. Not going to deal with this. You don't exist to me, so I'm going to go back to the way it always was for the mm-hmm. first 16 years of my life, and we're good. Yeah. We don't ever have to talk again. Yeah. Obviously, that really hurt him. Mm-hmm. And he wrote my mom several letters. I like think about this now. I was like, we were like writing letters back then. Yeah, that's it. Wild. Doesn't seem that far like ago, <laughs> no. long ago, you know? Yeah. Um. So I I have all the letters. Oh, my you mom, do. My mom kept them, wow. so I read through them many times. Did you read through them at the time or after? This is like no. now, okay. like way after, like years, like probably ten years. Okay. After at least. Okay. Um. And he says some really nice things, mm-hmm. and I can see in the letters, like, how I hurt him so much. And so later, I reached out to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, in my mid-20s, and I'm about to, like, get married. And so I, like, you know, told him, like, what was going on in my life. Like, I'm living in Los Angeles. I have this, you know, partner, and we're getting married, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And he didn't respond. And I was, like... Okay, whatever. My uncle emails him. He -hmm. responds to him. And it's like, are you kidding me? So he's just like blatantly ignoring me. Oh, And my mom's like, I'm not surprised. Because he said that, you know, one day you would want to know. And I should encourage you and force you to talk to him. And I didn't. And so now he's holding it against you. Oh, my goodness. And it was just like, who's the parent? Yeah. And who's the child? Yes. Like, I am allowed to make mistakes. Like, everyone is allowed to make mistakes in their life. Mm -hmm. And, like, being a mom now, I, like, like, I could never imagine doing that to my child. Never. Um, But it was, yeah, it was just such a struggle with him always. And so fast forward to... This fall of 2019, I've had this business breakup. Mm-hmm. I'm like in a like a slump with all of that. Yeah. I find I'm like watching this show on TV about genealogy mm-hmm. and like tracing her family stuff. And I like randomly Google my grandmother's name and her obituary pops up. Okay. She just died. Oh my in gosh. In September. Yeah. She was 102 years old. So it's wow. like, and then you think like, oh my God, I could have met you. Like, yeah. You were 102. Like, and she... From what I learned um, from my family, who like I connected with through this obituary, because obviously it lists out all the like family members that you know are surviving, mm-hmm. um, and of course I'm not listed, so it's yeah. like another like, oof, like dagger to the heart. Yeah. Um, and so I reach out to one of my cousins, and she responds like immediately. Oh, so wow. this is on Facebook. And she was like, it was the warmest message. It was like exactly what I needed to hear. Like, I've been keeping an eye out for you. And like, I know exactly who you are. You know, your mom and your brother. And like, I have such great memories of your mom. Oh, wow. Um, we would love to meet you, but we don't talk to your dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like they had a falling out with him too. So there's clearly like a pattern. Yes. Not just with me, but with mm-hmm. his sister. And his niece and nephew. Um, Which is kind of reassuring in a weird way. It is. It is. Yeah. 
For sure. Uh, and I feel like so much of my, like, curiosity is, like, understanding my family history. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really wanted that from him. Yeah. I wanted you him to tell me, like, here's where you you came from and here's about our family. Like, I just want to know these facts. Like, you can't even give that to me. Yeah. So, what was really great is that my cousins and my aunt and uncle live 15 minutes away from oh, wow. here. So, we all got to go out to dinner in downtown Glen Ellen. They came to my house beforehand and we, like, met for the first time. Wow. My aunt brought me, like, all of our ancestry information and pictures and it was a really special meeting and mm-hmm. just like finally felt like oh like I'm accepted like mm-hmm. I'm not not loved yes um which yeah clearly is still like emotional for me yeah. because it's like a really hard thing to um feel rejected by a parent yeah um so anyways met them and just everything was like really great and they gave me my dad's phone number um and his address and I was like okay I'm gonna give this one final shot yeah I texted him a like super long message like I know I hurt you but like please don't do this to me Mm -hmm. in your letter you wrote you would never hurt me again. So, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm telling you you're hurting me. Yeah. Doesn't respond. Weeks go by. And in this time, like, I sent him a letter that explained everything. I sent him pictures of my family, of me, like, as an adult. Um, my son. I'm like, you are a grandfather? Yeah. Like, don't you want to know him? Like, mm-hmm. what what is going on here? Um, and... He sent me a text message that said, the book was closed many years ago and won't be reopened. I suggest moving on with your life. It's like... That is so harsh. Yeah. And cold. Yeah. That shit rocked me. Oh my god, I can't imagine. It was like a really, really tough moment. And it's like, so it was so hard for my husband to understand because... He has both of his parents and, like, just all this stuff. Like, like I didn't know how to process that. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, I guess, like, you just, like, fully do not care. Yeah, and yeah. That really sucks. But I had an answer. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Um, and then two months later, I got pregnant with our second son and, again, put my wounds in a box. Yeah. Hit them away. Hit them away. <laughs> Pretend naturally. They were fine, as we like, naturally do. Yeah. Because, you know, just easier that way. Yeah. Just yeah. pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so had our second son fall in the fall and then COVID happens. And that shifted everything for oh, everyone. Everything. Like that was a whole other hell in a handbasket. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. For real. My husband wasn't traveling anymore. He was home. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm used to you not being home. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean I need to cook all these meals? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, like, want my, like, sovereignty. Like, I want to be by myself. Yes. Like, get away from me, yes. you know? And It like, was crazy. Love him, but it just was, like, so much. Oh, like, my God, it was, like, yeah. such a big shift. Yeah, a huge shift for everyone. Yeah. Um, But, like, by January 2021, we're, like, coming on this pandemic, like, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. And I met... Emily, who oh, yes. is my now dear friend, business partner, but she also happens to be my neighbor. Yeah. And we met on Instagram, which I love of that course, so much. Yeah. I like, she was supposed to take over this other shop and that was literally how we connected because I like followed this kid's resale shop that she was taking over. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And yeah. I like saw her doing stories in her front yard. And I was like, oh my God, she lives in this cute house? How like, wild. Yeah. And I like messed her. I was like, oh my gosh, we're neighbors. Like we started following each other and chatting and like my background's in retail. I'm like, if you ever need help with your shop, because at this period of my life, I'm like, still don't know what I'm doing with myself. Mm-hmm. No clue. Um, but she started, she, like, or I started following her. So she was sharing all about like essential oils and she was a brand partner with Young Living. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this speaks to me. 
Yeah. Like, I want to do feel this. feel it. Yeah. Like, this is so interesting to me. I love creating products. Like, that's what my background is, is product development, product design, strategy, mm-hmm. like, making stuff, being creative, and, like, that is my creative outlet. And then, like, the whole clean products thing, I had a cabinet just filled with, like, toxic cleaners and nothing looked pretty and it was like yeah what am I like I gotta get rid of all this crap yeah um so I was like I'm doing this this is my next thing yeah um so days after I receive my young living package my being becoming a brand partner my husband and my best friend from college Mm -hmm. husband they worked together and they both got fired oh my God. from their job and served papers because they were being sued for starting, trying to start their own company. Oh my God. It was like our world got flipped upside down. Yeah. You had no, like no idea. Was this still during the pandemic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. 2021 it started. Okay. It's thankfully over now, mm-hmm. but that is as of June this yeah. year. It was dragged on for a while. Yeah. Yeah. For over two years. Um, and I remember um, just feeling like, why is this happening again? With mm-hmm. like another father figure in my life, this was a family member that was suing my husband and my best friend's husband. So obviously not only did that put a ton of stress on like me and my my husband, but like my friend's family and then this is my my family member that's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I like I felt just like again abandoned mm-hmm. and like how, how is this happening? Like is this real life? Are you really doing this? Like can we not have like a conversation about this? Like are you no. that much of like an egotistical asshole yeah <laughs> like what is going on yeah um, and it's really interesting when you lay it out like that like your whole story and you see the pattern there yeah, yeah. that like oh wow addressing those emotions even past stuff from your dad like needed to happen almost yeah that's wild yeah so i you know get my Young Living stuff. And I'm like, go to John. I'm like so excited to start this business. And I was talking to him yesterday, John, about this. And he's like, I remember when you came in to tell me that you were going to sell essential oils. I was in the shower and you were like, yeah, I'm going to start selling essential oils. And he's like, I have just been sued and I have no idea what I'm doing for work. It was like, he's like, I wanted to bang my head against the tile. Oh wall. my gosh. And he's like, I had a headache for days after that because I was just felt like, what is my wife doing? Like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on with my life. And my mom felt the same way. They're like, get a real job. And everything inside of me told me, like, I'm not listening to either of you. Yeah, good. Like, it was like I trusted my inner voice Mm -hmm. so much. I was like, this is my path. This isn't going to steer me wrong. Like, I know it. Yeah. Um, And even though I just felt, like, so unsupported, um, it was just, that voice was just so freaking loud. Mm -hmm. So loud. Um, You knew. I know. I know. And, like, during this whole time of being sued such hell but literally emily and like our oils business and everything was like my saving grace yeah like can't imagine not having that piece Mm -hmm. because it was like my my outlet of like happiness and like my own thing and creativity and just like all those boxes that i feel like we all need as humans yes like it was my self-expression yes and um that felt good to me. I'm yeah. like, so you guys are going to tell me to like give up the one thing right now that feels so good to me? Yeah. Like, I'm not listening to either of you. I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what also this like business was for me was like I gained a community of other women and moms that like 
wanted to do something for themselves, wanted to help other people, and wanted to like transform our households to be cleaner and safer and less toxic for yeah. ourselves and our families. So it was like all these like positive things. Yeah. And it just like allowed me to have this community where I learned things of like the Enneagram and I like mm-hmm. understood could like started to like really pull back the layers on myself yeah. and like who I was because when I gave up my career all those years ago that was such a big identity to yeah. me like I went to college for apparel merchandising fashion design business and like I went straight into like corporate retail merchandising and it, that was like literally what I always wanted to do. So again, like yeah. listen to my intuition there from the time that I was a young girl, like eighth grade, I knew I was going to own a shop someday mm-hmm. and I have done that, you know, That's and amazing. it was all because I listened to my intuition with the essential oils. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, fast forward to... January 2022 mm-hmm. and like my healing journey just like accelerated yeah like it went from like okay we're like getting new ourselves we've done the Enneagram but like we're like feeling better we're like yeah. in our feelings a little bit yeah. more and um, <laughs> dipping your toe in <laughs> yeah dipping my toe in and then the universe was literally like hey Jill we're pushing you off that cliff and you're Head first, get ready to heal, girl. Like, yes. This is happening right the now. The band-aid was ripped off. The band-aid was ripped off. Okay, so it was Venus retrograde, which Stop. we're in right now. Yes. Full all circle. First relationships <laughs> and like understanding your relationships. And Mo and my best friends were, like brought up something about my ex, who was like my first love, the person that I was with right before my husband. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the most wounding really the most winning relationship I've ever been in in my life Mm -hmm. um and she like some random thing like oh this this actor like reminds me of him when I watched Succession oh my god and I was like oh and then I started having dreams and like just literally it was like Venus retrograde was like hey taking over (laughs) you gotta heal from this it's your time you gotta heal from that yeah it's your time and then my dad died oh yeah so it's like this first love healing opened Pandora's box, ripped that band-aid off. Yeah. Then my dad died. Um, and then Emily and I became business partners. Mm-hmm. Um, all in the same month. All in the same month. Wow. And um, I started to see a therapist because okay, I was like, okay, you I, needed I, it. I, I, yeah, like take the wheel. Like yeah. I, there's too much going on right mm-hmm. now. I feel like I'm going to explode and I yeah. like have to release this. Yeah. Like this is, it's gotten too full. Yeah. Um, and later I would find out that in January was the start of my nodal return. Mm-hmm. So that, which is, as you know, yes. but those listening may not, it's a point in your life that happens around every 18 years and it is putting you on your path. It is like redirecting you towards your destiny and it is like a time of change in your life. Yeah. So it's usually like people have a baby or they move mm-hmm. or like some big change happens yeah. during your nodal return. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like you're healing, your dad died, like, <laughs> yeah. you got to get over this stuff. And, and release, then, release and shift. Yeah. And then like amazing stuff with Emily yeah. too. So it was, it was like good and bad. Um, and at this point, my marriage was majorly suffering on many levels mm-hmm. because of this lawsuit. It was yeah. like the lawsuit wasn't just anybody. Like I said, it was my family. And yeah. so, like, I lost a lot of family yeah. in this process. Like, people that I grew up with and went to school with every day. These were, like, my siblings. And that, like, that was awful. And yeah. I feel like for the first year alone, we just, like, thought about that dynamic of um the family loss and like yeah how wounding that was for me again because it was like a, an abandonment and it was over something so insane to me that like really we can't like, have a conversation and like yeah figure this out yeah um 
and just obviously grappling with like the death of my dad and like realizing like I will never hear from him again like Mm -hmm. that chapter is officially closed yeah and he's never gonna say anything to you that was his last text to you he never sent me a letter I was like hopeful like oh maybe I'll like get something he didn't even have a funeral he didn't no no that kind of says something as well yeah wow I didn't know that yeah he was like a big smoker his entire life he died of esophageal cancer okay um yeah so no funeral like no closure it was just like you died and it's and that was it and that was it um and then like I you know tried to get some answers about what happened and yeah that like first love relationship and that didn't that didn't go in my favor either yeah so I was just like spinning in this like spiral of no answers and needing to seek them from within myself mm. and like find mm-hmm. that validation for myself which cue the therapist yes because you need all the help you can get when yeah. you're going through some really hard shit yeah like this and I can only imagine you felt like you were really alone in all yeah. of that too and looking in inward for answers is really the only answer at that point it is and it sucks oh it's, it's awful like, it's like I don't know. I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. But you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Takes um, a lot of inner work. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was literally, like, such a breakthrough um, to just, like, start the process of healing. Yeah. And so then I'm, like, sitting um, in my bed. Or late li- sitting in my bed. Laying in my bed. <laughs> Middle of the night. It's a, It's March around my birthday so like this whole process starts in January it's around my birthday in March and I have always been so curious about astrology mm-hmm. always ever since I was a little girl I always read my horoscope like whatever yeah. but I thought it was a Pisces oh yes forever yes. so I was like convinced I'm a Pisces but I was at cusp and I'm like I'm not an Aries but I totally am an Aries yes so you are pretty you're 100% an Aries. I'm like I'm fire in a lot of ways yes and um I'm definitely an Aries, but I think like a Pisces. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I am a mix. Mm-hmm. Catherine's like, yeah. Yes. You're, you, I feel <laughs> your Pisces energy. You got yes. a lot of it, girl. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because the same year that I found out that I was actually an Aries, mm-hmm. and I'm zero degrees, so I'm like right when those signs change. Yeah. And for all those who don't know, it's the astrological new year, so I was born right at the new year yes um glennon doyle and i share this exact same birthday 10 years apart and we are both zero degrees aries and found out in the same year she found out with cheney nicholas on her podcast and i was like get out like i'm like i have the same thing as you like that is crazy but like she had like identity crisis like because of it she's like what do you mean i'm not a pisces like i thought i was a pisces my whole life um which is it's wild to like yeah. think you're one thing and then find out you're not and it seems yes. so silly to like those not maybe into astrology but yeah. like well that's another reason why I don't love horoscopes all the time totally. because I am a Scorpio I have a ton of Scorpio energy but like my rising sign is Sagittarius so I am like super outgoing and loud when I'm out and about yeah and sometimes I relate more to the Sag- Sagittarius stuff or I don't know I just feel like it's, I, I don't love horoscopes all the time. Me either. Yeah. Um, so I'm like laying in bed, doing all this stuff, like researching, and I still can't figure out if I'm an Aries or a Pisces, because I didn't <laughs> find that out until August, when Catherine <laughs> actually read my natal chart and told me all the wonderful things she told me about myself, but I found out I'm a life path 11, so mm, for mm-hmm. so numerology, and I was like, this makes so much sense. Yes. Like, I am always been very like I used to collect ghost books as a kid I love that and, like, <laughs> and they actually used to kind of scare the shit out of me I'm I sure they have did them on my like bookshelf and like <laughs> I would look look at night I remember there was this like Indian chief on like the cover of one of them and oh it like God. terrified me yeah but I like was obsessed and yes. like my friends and I used to do like witch spells and voodoo dolls and like uh-huh. all this kind of stuff and like <laughs> life paths 11s a lot are like psych- 
mediums mm-hmm. and like healers and like just have that yes. otherworldly touch yes to them so I was like oh my gosh I feel like I'm reading who I am mm-hmm. in this life path and then a couple weeks later I'm scrolling Instagram influencer Liz Adams posts mm-hmm. about the book signs mm-hmm. and Laura Lynn Jackson and that book literally changed my life yes and it's just like there is a message in that book for literally everyone who's open to receiving it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. It is just like such a special book. And like understanding the universal language mm-hmm. of signs yes. that are shown to us every day, if you are open to them. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, like I had already been seeing like angel numbers, like 1111 I would see all the time. I see 11s all the time now yeah. it was like the theme of 2020 was like yeah. the number 11 for me it would show up in every corner of my life um but yeah just these signs were like already in my life I just didn't know how to receive them mm-hmm. and that they were for me yeah like example of a sign that I had no clue about until hindsight we released or launched our Alamo website on 211 did you really? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's wild. I know. And I was like, holy shit, Emily. Like, yeah. what are the odds of that? That is like, yeah. literally like the biggest sign that we were on the right path. Yes. Right there. Um, So, love that book. Anybody listening should definitely read Highly that recommend. Book. It's it is amazing. amazing. It yeah. is so good. Changed your life in it so did. many ways too. Yeah. Um, And then, at this point, you had shared your story. Mm-hmm. With Patty of Glen Ellen Moms Village. Yes. And, I mean, your story is so inspiring in itself and, like, so brave. Um, but in that, you talk about how you saw a psychic medium and how mm-hmm. she, like, Changed unlocked my life. Yeah, your story and truth within you. Mm-hmm. Um, I sorry, I remember reaching out to you and being like, who's your, who's this psychic medium? Because it's not like you Google this. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, you're... And who, you don't know who to trust either. Exactly. You definitely don't know who to trust. Um, and you recommended I go see Anita. Mm-hmm. So do all of that. I go on May 5th. Anita changed my life as yeah. well. Like her words were just so comforting. I felt so seen, understood, and just like hopeful for yeah. my future. Yeah. Because at this point, like I have this business and I'm really excited about it. And we also still have this lawsuit going on. Mm-hmm. I'm like in this marriage turmoil, more mm-hmm. or less. I'm going through this like first love healing. Mm-hmm. My dad just died. Yeah. So I'm like, help A me lot. out. I yeah. need help. Um, and she just gave me this message from the other side that you are enough. And so much of my wounding from my father and from my first love and from all those things was like me feeling like I was never good enough Mm -hmm. for any of them. Yeah. And just knowing that um, helped me just feel like I'm okay. Like it has has nothing to do with me. This has to do with them. A hundred percent. Um, and there's this quote by Wayne Dyer. It says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Totally. And love that. Like the view that I had of like my dad. And she had said how he really was just like a vessel to bring me here. He was hmm. never supposed to be part of my day today. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She said that? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And so that was also like really comforting to hear. And my like stuff with my first love like that um was just all an extension of my wounding from my dad of Mm. that rejection Mm -hmm. and so it was like I like healing the rejection from my dad helped me heal the rejection from that like traumatic relationship breakup um so it's just like looking at that in a different angle Mm -hmm. helped me to heal so much of that yeah myself yeah uh so yeah, so between reading signs and just going to Anita and talking to you, like 
that meeting, that like lunch meeting that we had when we first yes. met. Yes, tacos. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I feel like I just like poured my heart out to you. You were like such it. a safe space. And like you still are, obviously, for me. I yes. feel like, oh my god, you're like a guide in my life. So are you. For all the things. So um, are you. But yeah, like all of that. And then fast forward to Catherine. Yes. Oh my god. You all need to get a needle chart reading done. Seriously, though. Yes, because like people are like, well, astrology is so general or whatever. No, it's it not. is so complex and nuanced. And until like that's why you need to know your birth time mm-hmm. because if you don't know your birth time, then yeah, it could be general and vague and mm-hmm. whatever. But if you know your birth time, like the things Catherine told me in my astro- astro- astrological reading, it was just like this all makes so mm-hmm. much sense and again I just felt so seen so heard and I understood myself it allowed me to understand myself on the deepest of levels yeah um and then couple that with human design mm-hmm. which Anita opened me up to so like once Catherine did that I was like okay now I'm gonna look into this human design stuff and it was just yeah. like all of these healing modalities that I feel like are so misunderstood yes by so many people yes are incredible tools so amazing like I don't know how like I didn't I couldn't have found myself without that validation and Mm -hmm. that's what they do it's like they help you validate how you know that you feel but like you're just you're just unsure yeah yeah like like everyone I feel like needs a little like yeah you're on the right path or like yeah that makes sense for you like it's okay to be that way because that's just who you are yeah it's how you were born a hundred percent, especially during times of uncertainty. Yes, those tools are so helpful. So they can helpful. push you in the right direction. They can affirm what you're going through yeah. or that you're in the right place. Oh my god, it, they're amazing. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, just like took all of these breakdowns for me to finally break through. Mm-hmm. Leaning into the beauty of my brokenness made me discover that I really wasn't broken at all. Mm-mm. I was being guided into alignment with my truest and best self. And I just, I like, am so happy that I'm in this like place. Mm-hmm. Because like everyone has their obstacles we all face in this lifetime. Yeah. And it's how we choose to overcome them that sets us apart though. 100%. Like, you can tell somebody who is, yeah. like, oh, my God, just, like, stuffing everything down. Mm-hmm. Like, I can read it, like, yeah. having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Um, it's all about how you react to life. Yeah, it is. And I feel like my biggest piece of advice is to listen to yourself. Like, you are your greatest guide mm-hmm. here on Earth. Follow your heart and do the things you truly love because that is where your gifts lie and you're meant to share them with the world. Everything else will fall into place when you listen from within. I love that. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. You are your greatest guide. Truly. And you have come such a long way. Yeah. I do want to say that. Thank you. I mean, I can't, I don't even know how long we've been friends. A couple years now. And you are like a completely different person. In the best way. In the absolute best way. I mean, I feel that way. Yeah. It's like you feel it. You're lighter. Yeah. So much lighter. You're lighter. So much lighter. Okay. I want to end with... One of the only things that I have from my biological father, and it's a story he sent me in my high school graduation card the month after we met. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I came across this when I was going through all of our letters. Okay. Um, But here it is. Okay. Make you all think. Yes. A young woman was complaining to her father about how difficult her life had become. He said nothing, but took her to the kitchen and set three pans of water to boiling. And to the first pan, he added carrots, to the second, eggs, and to the third, ground coffee. After three had, all three had cooked, he put their contents into separate bowls and asked his daughter to cut into the eggs and carrots and smell the coffee. What does this all mean? She asked impatiently. Each food, he said, teaches us something about facing adversity, as represented by the boiling water. The carrot, when in hard, but came out soft and weak. The eggs went in fragile but came out hardened. The coffee, however, changed the water to something better. Which will you be like as you face life, he asked. Will you give up, become hard, or transform adversity into triumph? 
as a chef of your own life, what will you bring to the table? I love that. Yeah. He left oh. you something beautiful. He did. Also, I want to say when you started reading that, it was a 111. Shut up. <laughs> it was. I screenshotted my phone. Oh my God. <laughs> See? Divine yeah. guidance. Totally. Always. Totally. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. I know. I do too. Like every time I read this, it like makes me emotional because it just is like, we all have these things. We do. But it's, it's like a part of you. It's a mm-hmm. part of your path. And it's supposed to put you into whatever your destiny is yeah. and helps you get there yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, we all come here with a ton of shit and baggage yeah. to work through. Yeah. I think that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And it's how you handle it. I totally agree. I'm so... Thank you so much for sharing your story, Jill, because I yeah. know it's hard and you have a lot of messiness that has happened, but you have dealt with it so gracefully. Thank you. And your story is so important, and I hope people find nuggets of inspiration in here because maybe someone's going through something similar and they needed to hear that. Yeah. So thank you. And if anybody ever wants some guidance or anything, I'm an open book. You are. Always available to chat. Send me a DM whatever yes. on Instagram. Share your information. I know we didn't really talk a lot about the business, but share yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, our shop. We have a shop um, where we do all our fun essential oils and clean products and everything's refillable and good for you. So we have a shop in downtown Glen Ellen, um, which is amazing. And then we have Aligned Life Method, which mm-hmm. is a business all about like the energy of your home and helping you feel aligned in your spaces mm-hmm. with yourself. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Aligned Life Jill. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jill. Thank you. For sharing your story. So fun. Love you so much. Love you too. To learn more about Able Alchemy, visit us on Instagram at Able Alchemy or visit www.ablealchemy.com.